The Arizona Coyotes start the season 0-1. They fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-2, the final score. Plus, Nick Schmaltz out with injury. Who's going to be replacing him? We're going to talk about that all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, one and all, to this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock. We both want to th- want, want to thank you all for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Do you also want to give an apology for those who were try- wanted to tune into our live show yet, um, last night? But unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with our streaming service that kept us from doing so. But we still have an episode out for you guys anyways. But Coyotes lose 6-2, to two, Carl, to start the season. Um, it was more than we expected, but we also we still expected the Coyotes to drop this one. Yes. Uh, I think we both said the Coyotes would lose uh, four to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a while, it looked like we were right. But the Coyotes gave up two very late goals and uh, just spoiled our predictions. Um, not not great. But like you said, it, it was expected that the Coyotes were going to have a difficult time with this one. Yeah, uh, I think even even, you know, when you saw the Lions, too, you were like, I don't know how I feel about this, especially the defensive pairs. Just like, it's just so yeah. many questions. So many questions. The, there were definitely a lot of questions. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. After a 6-2 loss, I don't know how many answers we have. But uh, things are, are not looking great in Coyotes land. Oh, no, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's start off with the, you know, the worst the worst of all, Carl, and that is the fact that Pittsburgh's most of Pittsburgh's goals happened in the first five minutes and ten seconds. That just took five minutes and ten seconds for Pittsburgh to score three goals, make it a three nothing game, and just we we're, were just like, what, what's happening? Well, I think the most important thing is one of those goals came immediately after a power play. Um, Nick. Uh, Schmaltz was leaving the penalty box, I believe, as it happened. The other came during a penal or during a power play. So the Coyotes' lack of discipline definitely played a big part in their loss. Yeah, I think that did too. Plus, you can see in the first period the frustration from the Coyotes, particularly from Zach Cassian. Yeah. Um, Zach Cassian made himself known physically and just kind of got into scrums a little bit too easily. Yeah. And it showed. I I would definitely agree with that. He got a holding call against Chris Letang, uh, a double minor for roughing. uh, 
uh, or no, actually, it looks like Nick Ritchie got that minor for roughing, but Cassian was in the box for it. Uh, the officiating was so weird, but yeah, uh, Cassian definitely got caught and sent to the box a couple times. It was not a great start for his career as a coyote. Oh no. Um, def definitely wasn't. I mean, like at the same time, I think we expected something like that. Cause again, we were like, Oh yeah, no, like Cassian's going to be a physical guy. He's going to, you know, use that and he's going to do be Zach Cassian. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for the guys. I mean, luckily like it wasn't too much in the sense where like the, where the, uh, the coyotes were um were ended up you know getting points against on those deals right it just didn't help them yeah cassian didn't like completely hinder the coyotes he just didn't add anything and you know if you're a general manager like bill armstrong and you're acquiring a zach cassian you know what you're going to get like there's no mystery to the type of player zach cassian is and, you know, I think he is somewhat the type of player that the Coyotes want to have. Um, I, I just I don't necessarily see the, you know, why it's necessary to have him on the same line as a Liam O'Brien. It feels like a hat and a hat type of situation with that. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting decision to make. Like, you know, like why have like you know liam o'brien and zach cassian on the same line we discussed that in the pregame episode we're like that's a decision like you kind of expect them to kind of rotate them in maybe but to have both of them together it's like what kind of message is bill armstrong and andre torrani trying to make here yeah although it should definitely be noted that neither of them are the reason that the coyotes lost this one no uh both uh, looks like they played over 10 minutes uh o'brien 10 11 uh cassian 11 um and both of them well o'brien was uh zero cassian was a minus one so you know it's not like there's a, a major major negative aspect associated with that like the Coyotes just like they have so many areas where they need to improve. That's just kind of one of them. Like you look at the fourth line and you think you're not getting much more out of that other than just a very physical presence, like a grinding line. Absolutely. Um, let me also mention to the other major issue for the Coyotes this game, Carl. And that's the fact that through 30 minutes the in the in the first half of the game, that Coyotes only posted seven shots on goal. Yes. The the Coyotes' lack of any kind of rubber on the goaltender is returned. Uh, it's something we saw a lot last year. It's something I think we're going to see a lot this year uh, because, you know, a lot of reasons. They're just not good enough to, to be, uh, you know, to have possession more, to generate more shots, to prevent their opponents from generating shots. Like, if shots on goal is a very kind of loose approximation of how good a team is, like they're just not good. And so, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, like they did catch things up. I think what the second half of the second period, they kind of ramped things up a little bit. They were a little bit tighter in their game. They worked on it. They worked on their things. It's like, okay, you know, they're learning from their mistakes in the first period. 
Yeah. I mean, the Coyotes definitely had a collapse in one period, and then they were bad to okay for the other two, which is something we saw a lot last season. Except this one happened in the first period. In the <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, and, and the Coyotes definitely did that. It wasn't all second period collapses. Those were just the most common. They also had first period collapses. This was an immediate collapse. Uh, and then they kind of tried to dig themselves out of a hole. Uh, it does kind of give me hope that they'll at least play respectably, like in some games. Like I always like look for that fight and mm-hmm. they did seem to show it, uh, especially with the two Nick Ritchie goals. Absolutely. The Nick, and that, that's the interesting thing. Like, would we have seen Nick Ritchie scoring two goals? Like, that's. I mean, I did guess that he would get the Coyotes' first goal of the season. Uh, I, I didn't think about two, but I, I think he's kind of like a, a a sleeper player for the for the Yotes. Yeah, I mean, I liked. I definitely liked. You know, have liked him ever since he's come to the Yotes. Right. I think um, he's had like he's looked really good since yeah. coming c- coming over. So like. It's good to mention that. Like, obviously, it's not like, oh, wait, where did this kid come from? No, because, like, he played well to end the year last year. Yeah. And he played well in Boston, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. the year he was there. Um, he's had some decent seasons with the Ducks. I remember not enjoying watching the Coyotes play against him. Uh, he just kind of, like, hit a low point in Toronto. And you know, the Coyotes have the type of team where you can just come in and if you can play, there's a spot for you. Absolutely, and and uh, and Shane got the spare is one of those guys, and you know, got the spare was uh, credited for their primary assist in the first goal. Uh, for both uh, goals, actually, for both goals. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, JJ Mosier, the secondary assist for both goals as well. Uh, it, it was uh, it was nifty, like the same three people. Uh, I, I loved that second Nick Ritchie goal, though. Just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no, that was it. Was like it, it was something like if you do, if you want if no one has seen it, just go ahead and take a look at the uh, the the, uh, the highlights for that. But anyways, we have got more to get to though on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about you know injuries to the team and what we're going to take a plus you know what the Coyotes got to do moving forward. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but first a quick word from Carl. So betonline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. It's where you can find all the lawyers' player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing and golf, and hockey. You can head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so now let's move on to the next um, bit of business here, Carl. And it's some inf- And it's some news that a lot of you probably don't want to hear, but unfortunately, you know, we're a Coyotes podcast, and we got try to keep you up to date with all the Coyotes news. But Nick Schmaltz injured within the first two and a half minutes of this game, Carl, and did not return, and is not expected to return 
for a decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Nick Schmaltz with an early injury. He is definitely uh, proving to have a history with injuries. Um, who knows how long this one's going to be? Um, I don't think there's been anything official yet, but could definitely be, uh, you know. Yeah, he's definitely missing some time, and we very well know he's at least missing uh, the game Saturday. on Saturday. Um, which sets us up for another thing. Before we get to that, you know, talking about that, though, um, yeah, obviously it sucks to have Schmaltz out this early, right? Because, yeah. you know, Schmaltz is a key player. And when you lose a key player to injury in game one, that's just like, oh, God, here we go again. He is also a big part of Clayton Keller's game. And Keller is just coming back from injuries. Like, his, like, guy is gone now and that is definitely unfortunate like you'd like to give you know keller some time to get some chemistry back with you know the player he has played the best with his entire career oh no absolutely like that's i think that's the um thing you got to consider because uh you know obviously we're we've, we've we've discussed clayton keller being like the pulse of this team um, and like you said, you know, without Schmaltz, it, you know, like there's a big difference in the game in how they've yeah. like, obviously, and it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like life and death difference, but it's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. And, and credit to Nick Schmaltz. I think he is the player who stepped up the most when Keller, uh, fell to injury last season. Uh, Real quick, uh, just because we're we're on the topic of injuries, uh, in the pregame show, uh, I saw that they asked Lawson Kraus how it felt for the team to lose Clayton Keller, and I believe he was injured like two games before or two games after. Uh, just the entire time, I was just like, we gotta keep remembering to bring up Lawson Kraus because he's also injured at the same time. Yeah, and we kept talking about how Keller was such a big piece. And then in like the first preseason, it's like, so it was really bad when they missed Keller, right? Uh, I just found that really funny. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, like, um, which is as a sign is to people, make sure you do your research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, the the one guy you can kind of be like, well, let's be fair. Most of the team or a significant chunk of the team just wasn't on the team at that point. But like one of the guys from last season where you can't ask that question to, uh, because he was also out of there. Although I'm sure like Lawson Krause did not enjoy seeing Clayton Keller get sidelined for the rest of the season. No one wanted to see that. Absolutely. But let's let, let's move on though. Cause um, as I mentioned, Dylan, um, uh, Nick Schmaltz, it is out for at least the next game on Saturday, but that leaves Dylan Gunther spicy dill prepared to make his NHL debut on Saturday. Carl, how excited are you for that? That, that should be good. Uh, nothing's confirmed of course yet, but, uh, we had to get a, a look at Dylan Gunther at some point and, you know, Saturday seems like a good time to go. Just throw him right in. 
thrown right into the fire against Boston. It's going to be, <laughs> oh, it's going to be something. Um, but it's exciting, though, because, you know, we're finally getting to see a glimpse into the future of the Coyotes to kind of see, all right, how does Dylan Gunther fit into this team? You know, where is he going to slot in? Um, you know, obviously, he's filling into Nick Schmaltz's position. But do you think, where do you slot him in on the lines? Well, I mean... Is he necessarily going to be in the Schmaltz position, or is the Coyotes going to like try and protect him a little bit? Uh, you know, pair him with do like uh, a Keller. Well, yeah, what I'm saying, like Keller Hayton Gunther, maybe something yeah. like that. Well, a- well, what I was getting at is the fact that yeah, like these lines are going to get jumbled up. Um, and that's, that tends to, that tends to happen during injury. And so to see, you know, like when I mean Dylan Gunther taking Nick Schmaltz's spot, it's like, he's taking his spot off on the wing. Um, but doesn't necessarily mean first, second or third line or whatever it is. He's just taking what Nick Schmaltz's spot on the wing would be. And now you're, now you're just jumbling up these lines because you got to make sure they works in the best interest of every player, not just your top guys. Who who do you think that the the Coyotes pair him with? Um, I would like I would really like to see him alongside Hayton. Hayton, I I thought Hayton had a really good game. Uh, Keller I thought was actually kind of quiet, but Hayton like had a few solid chances. He looked really hungry for a goal. Uh, I think he would be a great person to put Gunther with. Yeah, you move like you like you have like uh, let's say. Second line like Krause, Hayton, and uh, and Gunther. Mm, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, have Krause just go stand in front of the goaltender. Uh, Hayton do a little bit of playmaking. Find a, an open Gunther who can just fire it home. Eh, I can see that working. It's gonna. I think that would be really fun to watch. Obviously, we're only speculating here, but like it seems. Well, like I said, it seems very likely. That we're going to see the uh, spicy deal season begin on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I did think that the Coyotes' power play was was moderately well. Uh, yeah, they weren't phenomenal, but they did good. Gunther they got seems goals. like he'd be a yeah. They got two out of five options. Uh, Gunther seems like he could be a great addition for that. That would be that would be really fun to t- watch too, and if any of you have watched Gunther and like during like in many highlights from you know him playing with in the WHL, like he is a delight to watch. So, like if you haven't got a chance to see any bit of him yet, you will very soon, and be prepared and be excited. Yeah, Gunther highlights were pretty much the only uh, kind of saving grace for last season. <laughs> it's just like oh no this season, this team is really bad hey let's take a look at the WHL how's Dylan Gunther doing uh, so since uh, since we're talking about the lineup I did have a question for you mm-hmm. which of the new players did you think stood out best we're talking about Gunther he's going to make his NHL debut we got a whole bunch of new Coyotes who do you think kind of played best who um you know, it's hard to say, you know, I've, um, man, I'm trying to think of who really stood out to me. And like, to be honest, like, I don't think I, like 
I was paying attention too much. Like I think I was heavily focused on the top guys and yeah. like no one I was really... gonna say like Timmons kind of Tim... did, but okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Timmons. You know, like I think he showed it enough of a presence uh defensively to kind of do I think he blocked several shots. Like you just put his body there. Um I just remember a couple of his like shots from the point. They looked really good. Um let me see how many shots he blocked. Um, not seeing any recorded block shots, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen or that, you know, he didn't save a couple of things. Um, how many but, takeaways, though? Takeaways. Also zero. Really? Interesting. That's the NHL website for you. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it doesn't capture everything. Maybe my eyes were deceiving me too, but. Yeah. Uh, he he definitely passed the eye test on my end. So I, I, I'm sure you also saw kind of good aspects of his game. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of a question that I was mulling over in my head. Because, you know, Cassian we talked about, but not in the good way. Uh and then Bukestad, I think he had a good moment or two in the game, but, but yeah, nothing kind of for the most part was very like um invisible to me. Yeah. Heck, I thought Fisher had a, a good a better look than Bukestad. Um but it's just game one. You know, there's still plenty of hockey to left. Oh yeah, there's still plenty of hockey left to play. We're only game one. Of 82, so one down, 81 to go, Carl. It's we're in for a long season. <sighs> you saying it after a 6 2 loss just makes it feel so much longer. Just oh, just yeah, so much. I know, I know, but we'll get through this together, you know. I think here, um, with the uh the locked on coyotes podcast we're we're gonna try to keep everyone you know at least entertained as entertained as possible and excited for the future of the coyotes you know we've been trying to do that as best we can over the last couple seasons um and i think we'll continue to do that as much as we can especially with a pretty good future ahead yeah Mosier has two points and he seems like you know definitely a player who's going to be with the franchise long term so that's something good Absolutely. Let's turn our heads now, uh, Carl, very briefly to uh, to the Boston game. Um, just because, you know, it's kind of as like a very uh, short, like five minute preview or whatever, as much as we can. Because like we said, Gunther's going to get his debut very likely. It's not confirmed, but very, very likely. Yeah. Like all, it's like all signs point to it kind of likely. Um what will your expectations for that game be? I I do expect the Coyotes to have a better start just because it was so rough. Um, like that needs to be drilled into their head uh, you know, tomorrow and on Saturday morning that they need to start better. And I think they're going to respond uh, I don't know if it's going to be enough. Like the Coyotes are still coming together. We're still not seeing like great chemistry on the blue line. Uh, there's 
no. the discipline issues could be because they're not familiar enough or comfortable enough in the system that they're getting caught out of place. But yeah, I, I don't know if the Coyotes are going to be able to cover their deficits again. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, like, yeah, I let's take a look at last year as an example. I mean, it was different because the because t- the teams that they played to start the year. Um, but maybe we'll see something in a similar sense where that first game was just absolutely terrible because, you know, the Coyotes just were not ready. Um, yeah. And their second game they had last was um, against Buffalo, so very different than who the Coyotes are going to be up against that game two this year and with, with Boston. But maybe in in a similar, just in a very similar sense, the Coyotes will just keep a tighter game, right? They will keep things a little bit closer. Yeah, they're not going to win probably, but it will be closer. Yeah. And then, like, I, I just don't want the Coyotes to have that horrible start. I want, like, they're going to be bad. They don't need to be absolutely horrible. And next week we do have Montreal and Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa just dropped their first game of the season 4-1 to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Which, hey, maybe that'll uh, ramp up the chicken trade talk. Oh, yeah. No, I think. And then especially because Ottawa is the team that is the most connected to to a potential chicken trade. Like I don't like I think there have been some like talks about other Canadian teams I think out there, um, but I think Ottawa is the most consistently like their name at the top. They seem to come up the most. Yeah, we're um, we've been trying. I've been th- still planning on trying to talking to our uh, uh, friends at Locked On Senators so we can figure something out maybe. Work, work, work our, work our own kind of deal with them, but um, that's that, that's that, that will be in the works. Uh, I kind of want to have them on after Jacob Chickering gets traded someplace else. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. That yeah. would. We're like, <laughs> all right, like, so you Chickering is now um, th- on this team. How do you feel? How do you feel yeah. about you just you're just getting robbed? Yeah. How how do you feel about everything that's going on with 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 just all of your stuff, all of the senator stuff? How, how's it. it going? I love I, I love thinking about something like that, but um, we don't have odds yet for this game because it's still too early based on the time we're recording this. But uh, what would be a score prediction for you for the Coyotes versus Bruins? I'm going to say 3-2, and I'm not going to pick a winner, but 3-2. Okay. Um, I'm go- I was going to go 3-1 to one Bruins win, uh, but I will throw in a little extra fun anecdote on it. it would be um, Dylan Gunther will get his first NHL point. That would that would definitely be something to see, uh, and it's a four p.m. game, which is always kind of nice. Uh, I enjoy the afternoon games since uh, you know you have a little bit of your night afterwards. Oh, absolutely! I would definitely be looking forward to that. 
it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, and like I've said, we'll be, you know, you'll be able to follow us on Lockdown and Coyotes. We'll talk about it. We'll do some post games, maybe not this weekend because it's a Saturday, but we'll talk about it and we'll probably have a full preview, um, probably, or even recap, um, sometime this weekend, not live, but we'll have something for you. Yeah, we'll do something. Absolutely. Exciting. But any final thoughts you want to share before we close things off? Uh, just that it's, uh, it's, it's starting bad and it's, it's going to get worse. Uh, and then it'll get better eventually. Yeah. Just get ready guys. You know, the, um, as we, as we we've talked about this multiple times, it's all it's Yeah. We're in the painful, the, the painful part of the rebuild. Just stick through it and we'll, right. we'll all get there. So, so I remembered a quote, um, I saw it in a Kurt Vonnegut book. I do not remember which person said it, um, but it's if we go back, we die. If we go forward, we die. We go forward. Just got to keep going forward. Yep. Just got to keep going forward. But on that note, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Laidanio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you guys are safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>